Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way Rises up from an empty grave Ain't no sinner that he can save Let me tell you about my Jesus Who is God and strong and His grace is free And the good news is I know that He can do for you Let me tell you about my Jesus. Oh, 
Jesus. Well, good morning. Good morning. You guys can have a seat for just a moment. We're going to let you in on a few things, and then we're going to go right back into worship. Did you come this morning to have your life changed and transformed by Jesus? Oh, I hope you did, because he came today to change and transform your life. I'm super excited to have you here on Super Bowl Sunday. And let me tell you, the greatest game on turf isn't this afternoon. It's right here in this place. We get to engage with God and the Holy Spirit and with each other and be the church, and I'm excited about that. And then we'll go home, relax, rest, and watch some football this afternoon. Uh, but we're super excited about that. My name is Eric. I'm the lead pastor here, and I'm thrilled that you're with us this morning. Uh, if it's your first time at Hillside Assembly, welcome. If you're, you're newer to Hillside Assembly, it's great to have you back. Uh, we're just going to consider you family from now on. You're just part of us. Uh, but if you have not stopped by one of our tables in the foyer to pick up your free gifts, we'd love for you to do, excuse me, do that and meet a couple of our leaders just so that we can connect uh, because it's so important for us to be able to connect that way and, and get resources into your hands to help you grow. Uh, this morning, uh, I have a, a mixed bag of good news and some sad news to share. A long time uh, person from our church passed away yesterday. Um, Michelle Malarney passed away. And uh, a lot of you would know her. She was here for a long time. She could sing. Uh, man, the week before last, just uh, was up Friday. Go see Michelle. Um, and you have to understand, I, I only had partial ownership of my dog. Michelle claimed full ownership, and I was, she, Skipper's on lease to me, um, but took her up, and, and they told me uh, she's non-responsive. There's no facial moves. She's not opening her eyes or anything, and got to sit there and started talking with her, and she opened her eyes, and I said, Michelle, look who I brought with me, and Skipper jumped up on my lap. Well, Skipper's not a, a huge dog, but he's 30 pounds. He's, he weighs a lot. Uh, he jumped up on my lap and started licking Michelle's fingers. And she just grinned ear to ear, uh, and they said that that was the last time that they, she had any response. I just thought that was kind of cool uh, to be able to do that. We're going to have a celebration of life service for her, and we'll let you know. That won't be until the end of the month or early in March. Uh, we'll have a very special service. We'll make sure to invite everybody here for that. Uh, a couple other announcements we want to make you aware of. If you drive by the church on Tuesday, the parking lot is going to be jam-packed. 
uh, because we are hosting a community event here. Uh, Webster's has asked us to host uh, their, uh, they do an award ceremony every year, and so we're hosting that this year. So don't be shocked. You're not missing a church service, okay? So don't freak out that all of a sudden you think that we moved church to Tuesday mornings. Uh, but we're going to have that event here at church. Uh, Saturday, February 18th, you've got an awesome opportunity. In fact, we've got several things coming up to help our missions team that's going to Nicaragua. Nicaragua, right? Yes, sir. That's good, because I've been sending them to Guatemala lately when I'm talking to people. <laughs> Um, so, so if the team ends up in Guatemala, I was prophetic. I'm just going to say that now. Um, but uh, they're headed to Nicaragua. And so uh, Saturday, uh, this Saturday from 11 to 3, they're going to be selling brats outside of Webster. So you can stop by, grab some lunch, uh, and uh, that helps our missions team. And then Monday, February 20th, uh, think about taking your spouse or, or some friends out to dinner out at Vines and Rushes, because a portion of your meal uh, will go towards helping our missions team. And so... Uh, I will be out there. I'm really excited. We're having a, a city event as well. A couple uh, board uh, boards that for our city we're meeting out there as well. So I'll be wearing the pastor hat and my servant for the city hat that day and really excited for those two worlds to meet. So come on out, be a part of that. And uh, we're just going to, we're going to bless our missions team. Amen? Amen. And then important announcement to make this morning. Uh, we've been telling you about our annual church business meeting. It is still, still on and we're planning to have it February 26th following the morning worship experience. We do have reports avail available in our foyer, so you can pick those up. Uh, we'll be voting on one board member uh, at this meeting, and then there'll be two topics up for discussion. Uh, we're going to talk about the purchase of a lawnmower for our property, and then uh, we'll also be talking about a long-term strategic plan for our parking lot. That's a lot of words to stay in that, um, but that's exactly what we're going to do, and so we'd encourage you to come to that meeting. If you're not a member, Please, I encourage you to come to that meeting anyway. There's some great information uh, that we'll share uh, in that meeting, and it's good to have you with us uh, as we go forward. Uh, well, I think with that, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to do some worship this morning. How about you? Can you stand to your feet this morning? I just want to pray over our, our time here with each other and with the Lord as the Holy Spirit interacts with us. And um, last week was a special service. There is no doubt in my mind. So I say this, I say this not only for your benefit, but probably for mine too. We don't, want to manu we don't want to try to manufacture what God did last week. We want to step into what he has for us today. And whatever that is, it's going to look very different from how it did last week. Uh, we want what God wants for us today. Uh, when Moses was leading the people out of Israel, God provided for them manna. And here's the interesting thing about that. You only took what you needed for the day because there would be fresh manna tomorrow. Last week's manna is for last week. Today, God has something fresh for you, and I'm ready yeah. for you to step into it. Let's pray this morning. Lord, we want to step into your presence. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Jesus, we need you in our life. Lord, as we become more transparent, as, as we begin to see you touch and change our lives, peel away parts of our lives that we didn't know we're blocking us from a deeper relationship with you, that, God, you would change and transform us. And as you do that, God, it would change and transform the way we look at people that we interact with in our life. Lord, we need you here today. Lord, as we worship this morning, may we do so with a right heart and right spirit, that you are the center. You are who we came to meet with today, that you are worthy of the glory and the praise of your people. Lord, may we lift our voices May we worship you, may we celebrate your presence in Jesus' mighty name. God's people said, amen. amen. Let's worship together.
Amen. A favorite hymn of mine, and I hope many of you know it as well. Sing it along with us. What a friend we have in Jesus. story about Thomas after uh, the, the resurrection, after Jesus rose from the dead. Thomas the disciple. Some of us know him as Doubting Thomas. I will not believe unless I touch his hands and put my hand in his side where, where the spear from the Roman soldier struck him. Later, not too much later, behind closed locked doors, the disciples had another post-resurrection encounter with Jesus. And Jesus invited Thomas, Thomas, come here. Touch my hands. Touch my side. See if it's not me. Thomas fell at his feet, my Lord and my God. And then Jesus said, Thomas, you have believed because you have seen me. 
But blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That's us. We haven't yet had the opportunity to touch Jesus physically. We will. But hopefully you've touched the hem of the master's garden uh, garment. You've reached out and touched Jesus and come to know him as your Lord and Savior. We're going to sing a song called Always. Do you believe? I believe you gave sight to the blind. I believe that the dead came to life. I'm sorry, folks. We're going to try that again. We're going to get together. Do you believe in Jesus? Thank God for his mercy, grace, and forgiveness. I believe you gave sight to the blind. I believe that the dead came to life. Amen. I believe there were wonders and signs, and you're still the same. I believe every word that you said. I believe there are scars in your hands, that your goodness is good without end, and you
and give him your heart today.
pastor, that God, you would move powerfully in their lives today. Lord, we pray for Miss Jackie and this burn on her hand, that God, you would completely and totally heal her in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray this morning for our brothers and sisters around the globe, more specifically in Turkey this morning. Lord, I know that our Assemblies of God crisis team is already on the ground distributing food and water. Lord, you are at work in mighty ways. Lord, this morning, well, it's probably closer to evening there, that, God, you are still in control. Lord, though the mountains shake and our foundations may crumble, the King of kings will not be moved, but by your own hand. Lord, you are still in control. Lord, so much loss, so much pain, but in the midst of that, an opportunity for the gospel to be spoken and to be seen. Lord, work among our missionaries and pastors, those there distributing food and water and clothes. Lord, as we meet physical needs, Lord, may there be a spiritual healing that takes place in the people of Turkey. Lord, may you build what you want to build in people's lives. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Kids, we're dismissing you at this time. Miss Jackie is right there in the center. She's ready for you to go and meet her. You guys are going to be up here today because downstairs we have all of it set up for our event on Tuesday. So if we hear you, it will be okay. That's a good sign that God's doing great things when we can hear our kids during church. Um, this morning, as, as we preach, uh, before I get into that, just to let you know, uh, we probably will do a special offering for Convoy of Hope uh, in regards to Turkey. We are waiting. I'm waiting to hear from our uh, national office exactly how they want that to proceed. They're still gearing a lot of things on the ground. We have people in place. People are ministering, so don't feel like we're not doing that. Uh, they're just, we're just kind of waiting for some direction from our national office before we jump on that uh, to be able to give proper direction. So... Uh, that will probably be coming in the in the weeks ahead, an opportunity uh, to give that way. Well, I'm ready to preach. Are you ready to receive? Yes. Oh, great. 
Awesome. Let's travel back in time to last week. Can we do that? Can we go seven days back? And let's recap uh, last week a little bit. We're in the book of Acts, and last week we really narrowed it down to one word that we know we need to focus on, and we know that the book of Acts really is about, and do you remember what the word is? Oh, man, somebody took notes last week. I'm excited. That's right, identity. And we talked about identity, and there's really three folds to it, not just in the book of Acts, but throughout the Bible itself, there's really three things that finding that word identity really reflects on as a believer. First, it's our perspective on who God is. God wants our perspective on him to continually be growing, to continually be changing, because as, as we begin to, to understand who God is, it changes who we are. And our identity shifts and change because we begin to find out who we are in Jesus. And these discoveries should go on for our entire life. And part of that discovery process is sometimes we've got to unpack some things. Uh, we've, we've, we've grown up and we've learned things maybe in church culture or in, in, in the way that we grew up in our families or in our community culture that we have to unlearn to be able to step into what God fully has for us. And what we've also realized is as our identity shifts, as it changes and transforms, how we view how we do life with others begins to change. How we see our community shift and change. We, the larger in our community is an identity crisis. Not knowing who we are. And you don't have to travel very far to be able to see that, that there are a lot of people trying to fill a void. And we talked about this last week. You and I are created with this void that only one thing can truly fit in there. And it's a genuine, real, living, re reliable relationship with Jesus. And when you don't have that relationship, you are trying to figure out how to fill that void and how to fulfill your identity so that you can figure out a purpose in life. And so what do we see now? We see a bunch of people, and this is the new phrase that everybody says, right? I identify as, but the whole purpose of that is that they're trying to figure out, they know something's wrong, but they don't understand how to fix it. So they will look for everything and anything and we know this, the Bible says that God is, oh man, oh, people were paying attention last week. God is love. So if we don't have that love piece in our life, we go looking for love in all the wrong places. And that's why so many people are hurting and not understanding who they are or who they could be or what they can do. And so they try to fill their life with all these purposes that eventually lead to nowhere but heartache. And that's where we've been. So we talked about that last week. We talked about the importance of confession and, and, and also the, the ability to step into repentance. Confession is us just expressing to God where we really are. This is where I'm really thinking. This is where I'm really at. This is what I'm really going through. And repentance is really allowing the Lord to speak to us the truth of who he is, the truth of our situation, and then for us to step into that and live in that. That's really what repentance is. And so today we're going to move on. We're going to keep talking about identity, but let's go back to our scriptures. Let's start in Acts chapter 4, the end of Acts chapter 4, and we'll move to Acts chapter 5. Let's look at Acts chapter 4. Let's bring those scriptures up. 
All the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerful at work in them all. Wow. That there were no needy person among them, for from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Man, this is pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. They're in one accord. They're figuring out who God is in a deeper level in their life. Their perspective of God is changing. As that is changing, their identity is changing. As they begin to live life together. This is really great. Now, some people read this and you think to yourself, man, I'm nervous now for the offering because I have to put it all in there. Uh, But if you go back and read, it doesn't say that. What it says is from time to time, people grave above and beyond. As there was a need, the Holy Spirit would speak to somebody and go, hey, there's a need. We could sell this. And you know what? We can meet this need. When we were in Chi Alpha, uh, we had a student who had bought a Corvette and was refurbishing the Corvette. Uh, this was an interesting college student. Not every college student at SDSU has Corvettes. Um, but this guy was always wheeling and dealing something. He had something coming in and something going out. He'd tinker with something, and then he'd sell it and make three times as much as it was before. And, and so he was always doing that. And he had this Corvette. He let me drive it once, and you know what I found out about Corvettes? Uh, they're not built for me. Because uh, I can get in them, it's getting out. That's, and his heart was so moved for pastors in Cuba. Yeah, he got super pumped about this. A lot of our students did. And so he sold the Corvette and said, hey, let's put some pastors into play on the, on the mission field. Um, so, I mean, God just moves that way. It's just really, really cool. So let's look in the scriptures at, at an, a specific person that did this. Uh, so if you can take me back there. Yep. Uh, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, who the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. So things are really happening. The church is moving in a good direction. This is a good thing, right? We want the church to move in a good direction. This is the way it was in the beginning. I believe that's the season we're in now. We're moving in a good direction. We're finding new perspective on who God is in our life. Some of our identities are beginning to change because we're discovering who we are in Christ. God is peeling away things like an onion week after week in our life, and we're discovering new and amazing things. This is really awesome. But then things take a little bit of, of a shift here in Scripture. It gets a little weird. All right, so let's jump into this today, and we'll, we'll tackle it together. So let's do that. We're jumping over to Acts chapter 5, verse 1. Now a man named Ananias together, and you know what? I'm going to read it from my notes just so I can flow a little bit better here. Uh, now a man named Ananias together with his wife Sapphira also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. When Peter said, uh, when then Peter said, Ananias, 
How is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received from the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What makes what what the what made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. Now let me make really clear, the issue here is not the fact that they sold a piece of property and they didn't give it all. The issue is, is that they sold a piece of property, they said they were giving it all, and they weren't. There is deception going on here, all right? Because Peter lays out, look, this was all yours. You could have just said, Here's, here is some funds we're giving to the ministry, it would have all been fine. But he came and made a show and said, this is everything that we got from this piece of property. And we'll get into that a little bit deeper here in a few moments. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. That's a church service, let me tell you. And great fear seized, the whole, uh, seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped his body, and carried him out and buried him. Who's signing up for that ministry today? <laughs> Did you bring a shovel to church? About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young man came in, these poor guys, come in and finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. I know it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. I'm like, these four guys, they just buried somebody. They come in, and there's another dead body. I'm like, when they got up and had breakfast that morning, you know, had coffee at the local McDonald's, I don't think they thought, yeah, today in church, we're going to carry people out and bury them in the backyard. Um, and I would just love to be able to go back and sit in on the discussions of these, and I don't know how many there were, but in my mind, there's four. These four guys dig in this grave in the backyard of the church, having a conversation about what just happened. Like, like this is crazy. This is like, again, this, there's, there's some really deep identity today, and it's specifically the identity and how we form relationships, how we form relationships with other people. Now, Human nature is a part of our life. Believe it or not, you're human, okay? So human nature is going to be a part of your life. And so there's a difference between, for me, but some people have a different point of view, but for me when I look at it, there is human nature and sinful nature. And while these things can overlap with each other, they're not necessarily the same things. There are some things in our human nature that aren't necessarily sins, but they're not exactly productive for our relationship with Christ. And so we have to be intentional to break those cycles and habits to fulfill what God wants to do in our life in a better way. Is, is everybody with me so far? Great. Awesome. I'm not talking to Mars. That's awesome. We're doing great. And so let's talk about relationships for a moment and the human nature of relationships. There is a part of our human nature when we build relationships. It's really twofold. We build relationships on a human nature standpoint, for, and we do two things. We, we protect and we promote. And I, I'll, we'll talk about both of these briefly. Let's first, let's talk about protect. Because on the surface level, protect doesn't sound bad. Like, we want to be a church that pr protects each other. I hope we do. 
um, you know, I was joking around because Jackie's wearing uh, that, that thing on her hand because she burned it. I joke around with somebody and said, yeah, we started Fight Club at church this week. Um, and so Jackie went first. Um, but we want to protect each other. We want to protect our kids, right? We want to we want to we, we want to have this be a safe place, our, our building when we do a church service, when we have events on our on our campus, on the lawn and things. We want it to be a safe place, right? And so protect protect can be a good thing, but it can also take us to a place we don't want to go. And when we talk about this protect mentality in building relationships, what human nature tends to do is we will build relationships around us to insulate ourselves from people who would stretch and challenge us. So we build relationships, and I begin to connect with people that think like I think, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? Who have the same likes that I do, um, that we kind of maybe have the same mentality on how things should work. And so we begin to have these, these relationships, and, and, and that is, that's okay. All of that is okay, but here is the thing. If those are the only relationships we form in our life, now we've insulated ourselves, and, and, and the people that we've built friendships with, um, we like what they like, we love what we, they, we, you know, we're all on the same page, but we begin to hate what they hate, we begin to fear what they fear. And what we will find is our relationship pool of people, we will all struggle in the same place. We will all get stuck in the same thing that we get stuck in. And we're unable to break out of that. And what begins to happen is in our friendship pool, in our relationship pool, we begin to not have somebody who can stretch our thinking and stretch our heart. And God will often bring people into our lives to stretch us. <laughs> That's the way that happens. <laughs> it happens all the time that we're, we're to be stretched, stretch our minds, stretch our thinking, stretch, stretch our per perspective, stretch our love. Have you, have you anybody had somebody in your life that God's like, I'm stretching your love for this person? <laughs> ah, ah, I've hit a note. <laughs> yes, yes. I used to tell people when holidays roll around, Thanksgiving, Easter, Christmas, I'd be like, you know, uh, the Bible says that I have to love my family. It doesn't say I have to like them all the time. Um, have you ever been there? Yeah. Oh, too real, Pastor, too real. Um, and the fact is, is that God wants to put people in our life that, stre that stretches us. Uh, some years ago, uh, I, was, I was working for an agency and came on in a leadership position. And my leaders came to me and said, hey, look, there's a person on your team and other division, they won't be, you need this person. And so I literally said that to the, my bosses. I said, I think I need this person on my team. I think I need him in my life. They said, well, if that ever changes, let us know. And are you sure? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. And so over a period of time, there were times where I regretted that decision uh, because this person sometimes was a real pain in my keister. Uh, we didn't always get along great. Sometimes we did, but sometimes there was friction. And through our relationship, I began to realize what was causing some of the friction and what was going on. And there was some unidentified leadership things, that I, the potential there for this person. And uh, eventually this person was, was called up and they became a leader in a different division and they flourished. And we have a great relationship today. I'm still, still in touch with this individual and uh, we've got a great relationship. And we also have mutual friends. And it's interesting, we'll get together and sometimes I'll say, well, how's so-and-so? And they'll say to me, 
no one speaks more highly of you than that person who is kind of a little bit of a pain in my keister. But you know what? We needed each other. We needed each other. This isn't in my notes this morning, but I do feel led by the Holy Spirit to just talk about this for a moment. And I'm not saying this because somebody has come to me, okay? There's not like, there's not whispers going on. This is something that I feel the Holy Spirit put on my heart. There might be a few of you here who've been with us long term, maybe some of you who've been with us short term, and I don't think it's a whole lot, but just maybe it's one person. I don't even know who you are. But I don't fit the box of what you think of as an ideal senior pastor. (laughs) whether it's how I talk or who I am or how I do things. And it, if you were just really honest, it, it's always bothered you. And, and sometimes I have felt that, not from any individual, just in the spirit. And at first I felt like, man, I'm not, I'm not enough. But as the Holy Spirit has helped me grow, and I am identifying who I am. I'm figuring out my identity. And God has very clearly said, this is who I've called you to be. I haven't called you to be somebody else. What I've realized is that maybe you need me in your life, and I need you. And I don't have to be a certain way. I don't have to fit the box of the ideal lead pastor, which is what he would look like. And you don't have to fill in the box of the ideal person to, to be a part of our church because we need each other, and we need to stretch. And you know what happens when we stretch? Good things happen. God moves. And I want our church to be diverse. I want us to think differently about things. We don't always have to agree on everything, but we should agree on who our Savior is. We should agree that we can serve our community, love our community, and bring people to Jesus Christ. We should be able to say the word of God still needs to be preached and preached effectively. If you don't care for my illustrations and weirdness, and look, not all of them hit. I get that. Um, It's okay because the word is still preached. And when the word is preached, God moves in great ways. Amen. So we've got this protect mentality. So, so, and, and, And we do this. Can I just tell you both of these? We do, and sometimes we do it subconsciously. Like It's not like we're intentionally trying to do this but we just do it. So it takes some effort on our part to break that cycle and go, I am going to become friends with somebody not like me. Uh, I'm going to stretch and, and go, this person might be really different, but I'm going to stretch. It doesn't mean it has to be your best friend. You go tell them all your deepest, darkest secrets overnight. Uh, don't do that. We will have a huge mess that I have to clean up next week. All right. But it means stretch and just build relationships. And you know what's amazing? As you build relationship, you start to understand why people see things from a different point of view. And that's an okay thing, right? People relationship with people that have us like a who with Christ. We can be friends with people who are different from us, and we can be friends with sinners. And our, I'll tell you what, sinners need some friends that are Christians. Because Jesus was known as what? The friend of sinners. His church needs to be known as that as well. The second thing that we want to talk about when it comes to our relationship is this, this attitude of promotion or this, this concept of promotion. We build relationships to promote ourselves socially. And again, I don't think that we do this intentionally for a lot of us. But have you ever been in a relationship, and, and, and I'm not talking just, just friendship, those kind of things, and, and somebody will share something, 
Like, man, you know what I did last weekend? And then you feel like you've got to share a story because you've got to match them. And it carries over in church, right? Somebody shares a testimony of what God did in their life or, 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 or something that you were a part of in some ministry. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, let me tell you about what I did for Jesus last weekend. And, and, and all of a sudden we get into this promotion thing. And the reason that we do that, right, is because the truth of it is we strip it away. We, as human beings, are not confident sometimes in our existence of why, why we're here. Why am I here? We're looking for purpose. And so we try to validate our purpose. We don't have enough confidence in who we are in Christ that all of a sudden we're like, I, I did this. I, I did this. And we try to make this justification. Can I just tell you something? I want to set you free today. You do not have to justify your existence in this place. You are an amazing individual. You are a son or a daughter of God. That is all the justification that you need in this house. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. And you don't have to prove anything to God. He already loves you. He already loves you. And so we get into this thing where we're trying to justify our identity. We're trying to find our value. And so we try to do this self-promotion. And can I tell you that this is the exact place that Ananias and Sapphira found themselves. Let's talk really quickly about their sin, and then we're going to close, close this section of our service. Half of the misery in the world comes from people trying to look or be what they're not. We try to pretend. Jesus had a name for this. It's called hypocrisy, which simply means wearing a mask and playing the actor. And I want to tell you, it's not like you, can, you walk into hypocrisy different. It's not like sometimes people think, because I can't set a goal because if I don't reach it, then I'm a hypocrite. That's, no, that's not what hypocrisy is. Hypocrisy is deliberate. It's deception, trying to make people think we're more spiritual than we really are. And Jesus just says, just be who you are, where you're at, and we'll grow together. Let's look at the sin that plays out in Ananias and Sapphira. To begin with, the sin that these two were, were dealing with was energized by Satan himself. You see that in Acts chapter 5, verse 3. Peter says that. And that's a serious matter. And as the church is starting to grow, as it's starting to, get to, to move forward, guess who doesn't like the fact that the church is moving? Yeah, exactly. And if Satan, Satan realized if he can't defeat the church by attacks from the outside, because look, he already tried to kill Jesus, and that just launched the church. So he's realizing that, look, this, if I can't bring the church down from the outside, let's go inside and wreak some havoc. And so he comes in and he begins to whisper in people's ears. Our enemy knows how to lie to our minds and our hearts. And he knows how to get Christian just enough to set. And what it says in Ephesians chapter 6. We are told to put on the armor. Why? Because it's not a matter for unbelievers. It's a danger for us who are following Christ. That Satan would accomplish his evil purposes through us. That's not what we want. So we got to put on that armor every day. We got to equip ourselves with salvation. Salvation. 
grace and faith, the fruits of the Spirit. Because otherwise, the enemy comes in, he begins to tear us apart. You know, we'll just do life. And look, we all come to church someday. Some of us have bad hair days. Some of us have bad things going on in our life. Some days we come and we're exhausted when we come to this place. I want you to come here when you're in that type of place. And when we're in those kind of places, sometimes we can say things that are hurtful. One thing I know about sheep, and the Bible calls us sheep, is that sheep bite each other from time to time. One of the roles as a shepherd is you carry around that staff to just knock the sheep around and go, stop being a jerk and chewing on your other friend, all right? It's not your chew toy. And that happens from time to time. And if we aren't full of grace, we become bitter with each other, and a relationship that was solid one day all of a sudden turns sour. That's not what God wants for us, church. Let's be a church full of grace. Let's be a church full of grace. Let's talk about the three areas of sin here really quick. We're going to rapid fire through these. The first thing that we see is that there was a lie. And when we lie in our life, I'll tell you the person that we lie to the most, it's not our spouse, it's not our boss, it is ourselves. We lie to ourselves. We convince ourselves of a lie. And a lot of times it has to do with our identity. I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. And we lie to ourselves. Once we lie to ourselves, then we start lying to others and we start lying to God. Because we don't know how to be truthful with God because we don't even know who we are anymore. We've bought into so many lies. That was the first place is the lie. Then comes the second one. Their sin was motivated by pride. No doubt the church was praising God for the generous offering that Barnabas had brought when Satan all of a sudden whispers in the ear of this couple and says, you can have that kind of glory too. You can make others think you're as spiritual as Barnabas. And instead of resisting the enemy, they yielded to him. And then they planned out a strategy of how they would accomplish it. Pride will kill us. Jesus made it very clear when it comes to the, the area of giving for us to be careful how we give. That because the glory belongs to God and should not be given to us when we give. That's why we've made some changes in our church culture. We, we don't do memorials anymore. And, and listen, I'm very clear. We're to honor people who deserve honor. Absolutely. And we want to be a part of that as a part of our church culture. But we don't do plaques and things anymore for people who were helped purchase things or purchase things in total. We don't, we don't do plaques and stuff. And you might go, why is that? Because the glory belongs to God, Amen. not to a man. And the truth is, is that every single one of us here, one of three things is going to happen. I'll put myself in these shoes. One of three things is going to happen is, is me as your pastor. I hope I'm a good pastor. I want to be a better pastor. I hope I'm pastoring you for a long time. But there are, there's one of, one of three or, or all three of these could possibly happen. God's going to call me on at some point. He might say, your service here has come to, to, come to an end. I'm going to call you somewhere else to serve. And there might be others of you that you're here for a season. And we want to raise you up. We want to equip you to be the best blessing you can be to serve wherever God may send you. Uh, if you move or if you go somewhere else, we're, we're behind that. So God will call us to move on. God sometimes will, again, I hope in ministry. For years from now, God may say it's time to put that up 
and I want to transition you to a different part of ministry. So God will call us, um, God will call us on, God will call us out, and every single person who has a relationship with Jesus, at some point, he's going to call you up, and we're going home. <laughs> and I'm not going to complain when that day comes. Isn't this how the older we get, the more we look forward to heaven? It's like, whoa, man, it's going to be so good. Think about Michelle. She got called up on Saturday morning, yesterday morning, called up. We're all going to get called up. So you know what? What God did, let us remember. What God's doing, let us praise. And what God will do, let us pray for. And that's where the proper glory should be. I want to be a church that gives. And I want to be a church that gives for the right reason. And we don't give to the kingdom of God to be recognized. We give because he has already given us way more than we've ever deserved. And if God moves on your heart to be a part of some of the things that we talk about in the coming years and projects, whether it's here at our, our campus and our, our building, things that we need to upgrade and invest in, or whether it's missions or whether it's something else, I want you to give for the right reasons. And we've had some people who have given substantial gifts. I don't mention, I don't mention their names, not because I'm not appreciative. And I, I man, I, their hearts mean the world to me, those who have given super, super gifts. You may not know this. We had an individual that gave us a huge amount towards missions a few years ago. Huge amount. And just said, be faithful. Be a good steward of, of, of this money. Those were the only stipulations. It goes towards the preaching of the gospel, ministering to people. So we've been helping missionaries out behind the scenes. I don't mention that name. Why? Because I know that person's heart is that God gets the glory and not them. And so let's be a part of that kind of church. The third sin here is the deception. Deception. They were trying to fake out the church, fake out the church leadership, fake out the church family. Why? Because they saw what Barnabas did. They saw the celebration that followed, and they wanted in on that. And the thing is, is they could have been if they would have just been honest. If they would have just said, we want we to give towards this too. Great. But they lied and manipulated. Look at what we've done for the kingdom. We sold this plot of land, and now we've come, and we've brought everything to you. And they lied, and they deceived, and they got caught up in pride. And you know what happens? They, they literally died. But when we get caught up in those things, we, we spiritually die. And our relationship with God begins to falter. We get cut off. From time to time, we try to justify our purpose, our place, that we're deserving, that we make a difference in the kingdom. I want to tell you, you don't have to do that. You do belong. Be who God is making you to be. Don't put on a mask when you come here. Look, I told you before, I may not fit the box of the ideal lead pastor, what you would think of, just be who you are. Oh, but pastor, you don't know all of the 
the kinks in my in my body. It's like if we went and you know, if we we associated you with a car down at the dealership, we'd be like, don't look under the engine. There's some problems in there. All right. Uh, not everything might be attached correctly. The brakes may not work when you go to stop. Just be who you are. We'll walk with you. Still a work in progress. Christine, if you could just play for a minute where I want to end with today in service, but there's also a song I just want to share with you. We, we sang it a few months ago. We're not going to sing it today. But the song is Jaira. And Jaira means provides. Provides. You may have heard God, one of God's names, Jehovah Jaira. God provides. The words in this song go as follows, and I think we have them up on the screen. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Wasn't holding you up, so there's nothing I can do to let you down. You're not holding God up this morning, so you're not going to let him down. There's nothing I can do to let you down. It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. When I'm going through a storm, I won't go down. I hear your voice carried in the rhythm of the wind who calls me out. You could cross an ocean so I wouldn't drown. You've never been closer than you are right now. God's never been closer to you than he is right now in this moment. You might feel distance, but I want to tell you he is here for you. You can't earn his love. You can't do any more. He will never love you more than he does right now. We're just going to become aware of his love in greater ways as we continue to grow. The song ends with saying, you are Jaira, you are enough. Jaira, you are enough. And I will be content in every circumstance. You are Jaira, you are enough forever enough, always enough, more than enough. Church, when you're feeling like you're not enough, when the enemy lies to you, when you feel like you got to try to justify your existence, you got to justify your purpose, I want you to remember Jesus forever enough. Jesus always enough. Jesus more than enough. 5,000 people sitting on the side of a hill came to hear Jesus. All the restaurants were closed. They were all hungry. A boy's happy meal would be enough in the hands of our Savior. It's amazing if we're willing to put what we have, what little we think we have, into the hands of Jesus. He'll do more than enough. You know the coolest part of that story? is there were leftovers. It wasn't just enough. It was more than enough. He's more than sufficient for you. If you'd close your eyes just for a minute not to be distracted. There's someone here this morning and you feel like ministry is your purpose. I want to tell you, ministry is not your purpose. Ministry is our service to our King. Our purpose is knowing our King. That's the purpose. It's not what you can do for Him. It's getting to know Him. 
That's your existence. That's your purpose. And as we grow in that, as we grow in finding out who Jesus is, we grow in finding out who we are, and we serve, we do ministry to serve him. And then it's not a burden, church, to do ministry. It's a blessing. But when we get it wrong and we try to find our purpose in ministry, it's a burden. I want to pray for you this morning. Would you stand to your feet? Our human nature is stretching our relationship. Everybody in our life that, that we count as a friend does not have to think the way that we do or act the way that we do or have all the same mindsets that we do. We need to be stretched. We need to learn how to love people who are different from ourselves. God, help us in our relationships to not just... It's, we do it subconsciously. We promote ourselves. Holy Spirit, help us to catch that this week. When, we, when we're doing that, to bring it to our attention, that we can start to create, correct that behavior. That we don't have to compete or justify our existence, but we can celebrate in somebody else's joy of what you've done in and through them. We can just celebrate. Lord, I love as we're finding out who we are in you, there's such a bigger sense of freedom that comes. And I pray this morning that for some in this place that walked in with burdens, they walk out of this place in freedom today. That they don't have to justify who they are. They can just be confident that there is a king who loves them, that their master is calling them, and that their number one purpose is to draw closer to you. Lord, we want our our relationships to be authentic with you, growing, moving, powerful ways. Lord, in a few moments, we will dismiss out of this place. We will have the opportunity to give. We're not giving today out of guilt. We're giving today out of joy. We tithe today. We give of tithes and offerings and missions pledges and and whatever else, however the Holy Spirit would move us to give. We give because, Lord, you've given us so much. You've given us life. You've given us freedom. You've saved us from our sin, and you continue to save us from our sin because we step right back into it all the time, but your grace is so sufficient. Thank you for helping us be a church that grows and moves. Lord, every, every week we're just seeing us grow in new ways, deeper ways with you. We thank you for your presence here today. Lord, bless the offering. Bless those who give. And Lord, I pray, God, for the resources that come into our church. You have helped us in the past. Continue to help us be good stewards with, your, with our finances. There are lots of projects, lots of things that are happening both here on our building and property and projects that we want to be involved in in the community and on the mission field. Help us to do more than we ever thought possible. Stretch our resources like never before. Be the wheeler and the dealer behind the scenes moving on the things that we need to purchase, things that we need to invest in that you would provide in great ways. 
Lord, we give you all the praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, before we dismiss you today, can we worship one last time together today? Like, I just want to seal what God's done today in our lives by worshiping. Let's go back and let's do that last song that we did uh, this morning. I give you my heart. Let's go back and play that one more time, and then you are dismissed today. You can give the giving box in the foyer, but stick around a little bit too. Connect with some people. The game's not till way later today. Connect with a couple people. Maybe build a relationship with somebody a little different than you today. Let's worship together.
place today. God, may you have your way in and through us. Lord, open our eyes to the opportunities before us each and every day. The person that we walk by, Lord, just like you did for Peter and John, the person who sat outside the temple, that maybe, Lord, you would speak to us and not just pass by. But Lord, maybe a word of encouragement, maybe a smile would be all it takes to change someone's life for a day. I think of Michelle in that hospital. One look at a dog licking her fingers and smiling ear to ear. Sometimes it doesn't take much. But Lord, we can't do it without you. Help us to be your people as we leave this place. In Jesus' mighty name, God's people said, amen. You are dismissed today. We will see you next week.